0: So last week, what we did is we looked at Jesus and his temptation. You know, when he's coming out of the desert and Satan tempts him, uh, we focused really in on Luke chapter four, uh, where Satan comes to him and he tries to tempt, he tries to entice Jesus to kind of step away uh, from the purpose that God had put forward for him, the purpose that God had planned for him. Um, do y'all remember the things that we talked about last night or last last Wednesday? on our uh, church online uh, student worship night. Do y'all remember what we talked about? We talked about that you will be tempted. That is fact. You will be tempted at some point in your life. That's what Satan does. He tries to trick us and pull us away uh, from the plan and purpose that God has for your life. So you will be tempted at some point. Um, That's just fact. That's that's always going to happen. Uh, but the awesome thing is uh, is that you can steer away from temptation. you can overcome those temptations uh, by chasing after Jesus and by relying on God's strength. Uh, we can follow Jesus's example in Luke chapter 4 uh, and get out and get away from temptation by relying on God's strength. Remember the Bible tells us uh, that even when you can't bear temptation, God is going to be there to see you through it. Uh, and so that's what we talked about. Last week, Luke chapter four. Excuse me. Uh, But as I was preparing for tonight, kind of thinking through uh, what I wanted to talk to y'all tonight, what we were going to be discussing as a group. uh, You know, I really got to thinking about Luke chapter four again, Uh, and honestly, that is such a rich passage. There's so much truth. There's so much content there uh, that we weren't really able to cover in just one sitting uh, last week. And so, what what I want to do tonight. Uh, is I want to go back into Luke chapter 4, and I want to talk about the same passage that we covered last week. Luke chapter 4, verse 1 through 13. We're going to cover that again tonight, uh, because again, I think uh, that this passage has a lot more truth, a lot more things that we need to hear uh, before we move on into the next uh, part of Jesus' story. We need to focus in on this again. Uh, so grab your Bibles, flip over on your iPads or your phones. Um, what scared of haunted houses. Yeah, we're going to actually talk about haunted houses again. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, We're going to talk about Luke chapter 4 again, verses 1 through 13. So turn in your Bibles, Luke chapter 4, starting off in verse 1. I'm going to read it for us, uh, and then we're going to get rolling into uh, into what I think God wants us to hear from this tonight. Uh, It says, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become bread. And Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone. The devil led him up to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all authority and splendor. It has been given to me, and I can give it to anyone I want to. If you worship me, it will all be yours. Uh, verse 8 then Jesus answered it is written worship the lord your god and serve him only <clears throat> the devil then led him to jerusalem and had him stand on the highest point of the temple if you are the son of god he said throw yourself down for here, from here because it is written he will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone and Jesus answered it is said do not put the lord your god to the test When the devil had finished all his tempting, he left him until an opportune time. Again, that's Luke chapter 4, verses 1 through 13. And when I went back to this passage, when I started prepping uh, for tonight, there's one portion that stood out to me more than anything. One little phrase uh, that really jumped out to me. And In verse 13, it says, uh, When the devil had finished all of his tempting, he left him until an opportune time. And the phrase that stood out to me was that opportune time. I was like, what, is that? what does that mean? Why, why is that really kind of jumping out at me? And what that means is uh, is that after being defeated, after Jesus turns Satan away and quotes scripture at him, and Satan realizes he's lost this round, he's he can't do anything about it, he retreats. But it says he leaves him again until he can find another opportune time. Uh, and so what that tells us is, An opportune time that was a good time at that moment, that was a good time for him to attack Jesus, for him to tempt him. Uh, And so, in Luke 4, if that was an opportune time, uh, if he was leaving for another opportune time, excuse me, uh, in Luke chapter 4, verse 1 through 13, uh, that tells us that that was an opportune time, that that is a time that Satan thought, Hey, I can trick Jesus at this point, I can tempt him away from God's plan and God's purpose. So, he thought that was an opportune time. Uh and so what was different about that time uh that he thought he could trick Jesus. You know what what was Jesus doing in that moment? Where was he when Satan showed up? Well, he was fasting out in the desert, right? Uh it says at the very beginning uh, of the passage that he was kind of in this time of isolation. He was he was hungry, he was tired, he was thirsty. Uh you know at the very uh, beginning of our passage in uh verse number 2 it says he ate nothing during those days uh and at the end of him he was hungry and so he was hungry he was tired he was thirsty he'd been out in the desert all by himself for 40 days uh praying and uh and so you know does that sound familiar to y'all right now uh, I don't know about y'all but this time of isolation that I'm reading in here uh it really jumped out to me this week is like it's kind of like something it kind of sounds like what we're going through right now, this this time of isolation, uh, kind of away from our friends, not seeing our friends at school, not, uh, not hanging out at the mall, not going out to your favorite restaurant, uh, you know, kind of being, uh, even though you're with your family, it's kind of this time where you feel kind of like you're alone right now. You're kind of separated uh, from everything that's going on. Uh, and so to me, when I was prepping tonight, what that tells me is that if Satan went to Jesus... In this moment of isolation, if he goes after Jesus knowing that he's hungry, he's tired, uh, he's he's lonely, uh, he's vulnerable in this moment. If Satan goes after Jesus in those kinds of moments, to me that tells us that Satan would come after me. That comes after us in those moments of isolation when he can pull you away uh, and try to trick you um, to... Fall on God's purpose and plan for you. Like, so Satan can use these times of isolation, like we're going through, uh, to tempt us and pull us away. Uh, And so, a couple of things I want us to look at tonight again, how Jesus responded to those temptations. uh, But I want to look at it tonight. I want to look at it uh, from the lens of isolation, kind of being apart from our community. uh, uh, You know, even though we're online, kind of feeling apart from our church or apart from our friends, apart from our extended families, uh, apart from our favorite restaurants, because I'm struggling. I really want to go back to my favorite restaurant. No, but I want to look at how Jesus responded uh, in those moments with the lens of isolation, being isolated uh, from your community and being alone, being tired, being hungry. Uh, And so the first thing I see uh, is that Satan tempted Jesus with hunger. Like I said uh, early in the passage, Jesus had spent 40 days out in the wilderness all by himself, right? The Bible uh, says that he didn't eat anything. Verse 2, he didn't eat anything while he was out there and he was hungry. So, uh, So Satan comes along and tells Jesus, hey... Look at all these look at all this stuff around you you're you're starving, you're hungry, you haven't eaten anything in forty days. Look at all this stuff that's around you. all of these rocks. look at these rocks you're powerful enough. Look at these rocks and tell them become bread, and they will become bread, and you can fill yourself up on all the stuff that's around you. You don't have to be hungry. Look at all this other stuff that you can fill yourself up with. And Jesus kind of refuses, and he tells him no, and he says that man does not live on the on bread alone, but on the word of God. And so what does that mean for us? That in our time of isolation, if you want to put it in the lens and in the context of what we're experiencing now with isolation, uh, you're going to be tempted to fill up on everything that's around you, to fill up your mind, your heart, your body, uh, and all the things that are just around us constantly right now and i'm not just talking about goldfish and teddy grams like i love teddy grams that's not really what i'm talking about what i'm talking about uh is filling yourself up in fear filling yourself up with stress uh, filling yourself up with frustration uh, of the things that you're having to process and the things that you're having to go through right now. Uh, filling yourself up with tension uh, between you and your family, your parents, your siblings. Filling yourself up on all the things uh, that are being put towards us in social media, on the news, uh, just hearing people talk. Uh, you know, all of these different things. You can fill yourself up with all of these things. Uh, And you're going to be tempted to do that. If you haven't already been tempted to do that, it's very likely that you've already been tempted to fill up, to fill your spirit, to fill your soul on things that are not going to feed you, that are not going to quench your thirst. Just as Jesus said, it says, "Man does not live on bread alone." We have to fill ourselves up on the Word of God. We have to fill ourselves up in the presence of Jesus, in the presence of God. We have to we have to go after the things uh, that will spiritually nurture us, like Teddy Grahams. I'm just kidding. Uh, We have to fill ourselves up on the Word of God. We have to spend those moments in prayer, uh, those moments in reading our Bibles, those moments uh, on talking with our family about the things that we're struggling with. Fill yourself up on the things that will feed you, that will last. Don't fill yourself up on all the things that are around you because they won't last. They won't feed you. Fill yourself up on the Word of God. Don't live on bread alone, but live on the Word of God. Spend your time focusing on Jesus and focusing on God uh, with the things that last. Uh, The second thing I see, uh, remember, the first thing he tempted Jesus with was hunger. The second thing I see that he tempted Jesus with uh, was greed. You know, Satan tells Jesus that he rules uh, all of the world and can give it to Jesus as long as Jesus worships him, uh, which in my opinion is kind of stupid and ironic anyway, because last I checked, Satan doesn't own any of it. Satan doesn't is not in control of the world. Satan doesn't have anything uh, that he can give Jesus in this moment, because last I checked, God kind of controls the world, not kind of, God controls the world. So Satan was promising to give Jesus something that it wasn't his to give, first off. Second off, it was already Jesus's. The world was already his. He already had it, so Satan couldn't give it to him. Uh, But he tempted him with that power and that wealth and promising literally the entire world, all the kingdoms in the world, I'll give it to you if you worship me. And look at what Jesus said. He says, uh, you know, that we are to worship God and serve him only. Uh, and i'm not sure about you but in the last couple of months i know uh me personally i I've, I've had off, often have thought to myself um you know if i had this or if i had that you know everything would just be better have you have you had those feelings the last couple of months i know i have um, man if i had a sweet luxury beach house out on the beaches of Hawaii, I don't mind staying at home. I'll, I'll shelter in place at that sweet swanky mansion out in Hawaii. Like I'll be perfectly fine at that point. Or, uh, man, you know, if I had tons of money or tons of stuff, uh, you know, I'd never get bored. I wouldn't be mad about being at home all the time because I'd never run out of things to do. You know, if I had this or if I had that, everything would be better if, if, if. And all that I was doing is taking for granted uh, the things that I already have, the, the fact that I have everything I already need. And that's because I have God's goodness present in my life, and I can see God's goodness present in my life. Uh, and so what that means is when we focus on material things, when we focus on the kingdoms of the world, on, on the world itself, on, on wanting all of this physical stuff, and we find our happiness, and we find our joy, and we find our fulfillment in stuff, that's that's wrong. We can't find our joy. We can't find our fulfillment. We can't find our worship in stuff. And that could be one thing. That could be many things. Uh, and again, uh, notice what I didn't say. I didn't say having stuff or having money is a bad thing. That is not at all what I'm saying. What I'm saying is finding joy, finding true fulfillment in the things that you own or in the things that you want. You'll never find joy. You'll never find happiness. That's when we put stuff. That's when we put money. That's when we put things in front of God. Nothing can go in God. He's always going to be in that number one spot. He has to be in that number one spot. Uh, And so finding joy in our stuff is wrong. Uh, And so be content with where God has you. Uh, Be content with the things uh, that, that God has blessed you with in the places that God has placed you be content, be joyful, be thankful for the good God that has continued to bless us. Um, the last thing, the third thing I see, uh, is that Satan tempted Jesus with pride. And this is a really, really big one. I want y'all to really key in and pay attention on this one. Jesus, uh, Satan tempts Jesus with pride. You know, he takes him up to the highest point on the temple in Jerusalem and, and a place that you can oversee the entire city. And you can see as far off in the distance as possible. And he goes, man, throw yourself off this temple. If you were really God, if you were really this Messiah, this savior, man, throw yourself down to the ground because God's not going to let you get hurt. God's not going to let you die. God's not going to let you even scuff your heel on the ground. He's going to literally send angels out of the sky to grab you and carry you and pick you back up. And what does Jesus say to him? He says, don't test the Lord your God. Don't test the Lord your God. Uh, And like I said, this is a big one, pride. It's the idea that you can do whatever you want without getting hurt. I can do whatever I want. I can say whatever I want. I can go wherever I want and nobody can do anything about it. In times of isolation, this is going to be, uh, you know, times of being alone. This is going to be a really uh, hard one to struggle with. This is going to be a really big temptation. Like I said, that you either will be tempted with or you already have. Uh, been tempted with. This idea that I can do whatever I want. Uh, I'm all by myself right now, so nobody's ever going to know that I'm doing this. Uh, You'll never get hurt uh, you know, I'm not going to hurt anybody else. I'm not going to hurt myself by doing this, uh, me doing this thing or, uh, thinking these things or saying these things, it doesn't affect anybody because it's social media. So it's all online. It's not like I'm saying this stuff in person. None of the stuff affects anybody else, man. Those ideas, those thoughts are going to be so prevalent right now in this time of isolation. Uh, and honestly, hear me when I say this, those thoughts, that prideful heart can lead you to some really, really dark places that you don't need to be in. This idea that I can do whatever I want. I can say, I can do whatever I want and nobody's going to tell me any different. That's pride. That's not a take into account that God has a plan for your life and that can lead you into some dark places, some dark temptations that Satan has his way with your life. Um, And so don't, Don't give in to those thoughts. Don't let those thoughts overtake you. Don't let them pull you off of the path uh, that God has created for you. Jesus says, don't put God to the test. Hear me. Don't put temptation to the test. Don't put the Lord your God to the test. Don't test out temptations to see what you can get away with. Don't. Because that is always going to be a fight. That is always going to be a battle that you will lose. Do not put God to the test. Do not put temptations to the test because you will always lose that fight. Um, I, I know we're in this weird time of isolation You know that none of us asked for. We're, we're in this time uh, that you know things are being canceled. Things have been postponed. Uh, you're missing out on uh, big life events at the end of school. All these different things. None of us really asked for it. Um, and, and our passage tells us uh, that in moments of this disappointment, in moments of this isolation where we feel cut off, where we feel isolated from our peers and our community and our friends and our, even our, our family, uh, that's the moments that Satan thinks as a good time to come after you. The passage, again, opportune time. That means he thought it was a good time to jump in and go after Jesus when he was tired, when he was hungry. He thought Jesus was weak. Key word, he thought Jesus was weak. He wasn't. But that's the moments he's going to come after you when he thinks that you are weak. But again, what have we talked about for two weeks now? You're not weak when you're relying on God's strength. Satan is going to continue to throw obstacles in your path. You will be tempted at some point. You probably have been tempted at some point. I have been tempted. As your student pastor, I have been tempted. I'm not perfect, all right? as I'm sitting here talking, don't ever think uh, that I think that about myself. I have been tempted in these last couple of months to step away uh, from the purpose and the plan that God has had for me. He's going to do that to you as well. But the cool thing is, is God and Jesus is with you right now we aren't going to be weak. We aren't going to fall away if we're resting on God's strength. Because what we talked about for weeks now is that God goes out before us. He creates that path for us. And so if we continue to keep our eyes on God, if we continue to follow after him, you won't fall away from the plans that God have for you. There's going to be stumbling blocks. There's going to be uh, hurdles that you have to jump over but resting on God's strength he is going to see you through that and we can follow the example of Jesus we can rely on God to pull us through those temptations because when we focus on God when we focus on his bible on his word on his truth and we focus on his grace and love for us he can push us past any of those opportune moments that satan thinks where we are weak again you're never weak When you follow and you trust in the strength of God, because his strength does not falter, his strength does not fail. You're not weak when we trust and we follow, or we fall on God's strength to pull us through it.